Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of the Bonafide Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cottrell, with more than 10 years of NCAA Division I and Division II men's basketball coaching experience, bringing you the only podcast with weekly news, scores, analysis, and insight from around NCAA Division II men's basketball. This morning, I will get you caught up in what happened in the top 25, the most important storylines that you might have missed earlier in the week, which includes the realignment of the NCAA Division II men's basketball national tournament, and what happened to West Liberty. But first, in the essence of full disclosure, there are going to be some changes for the Bonafide Basketball Podcast in the coming weeks. Let me tell you why. Last Friday, 10 days ago, New York State approved all high-risk sport competitions, and so later today, my varsity basketball team will begin practicing and preparing for our first game, scheduled a week from today, Monday. So between tryouts, practices, upcoming travel, Saturday games, I'll be adjusting the Bonafide Basketball Podcast to focus exclusively on scores and analysis from the top 25 coaches poll. And I'll continue to include the top six latest and greatest storylines from around the country. Unfortunately, I'll be spending less time watching Division II games, breaking down film, evaluating teams and players. I'll be focusing more of that time on my own team and our film. That is at least until March 14th, when our season ends. This is exciting, uh, but it's also disappointing. I'm excited to be back on the floor with, with our guys, with my team. I'm thrilled to be in the gym. But it's disappointing because my favorite part of the podcast is watching games throughout the week, throughout the weekend, breaking down players and teams, and watching film, trying to understand what makes these special programs at the Division II level so special. My goal is to keep the podcast up and running, weekly episodes every Monday, provide as much insight and analysis as possible, and still continue to celebrate the best individual and team performances of the week throughout the remainder of the men's Division II college basketball season. Wish me luck, thank you for listening, and thanks for sticking with the Bonafide Basketball Podcast. Welcome into the Top 25 tip-off, a recap of scores and highlights from the week that was across the NABC Division II men's basketball coaches poll. Number 13, Point Loma, the only Top 25 program not in action this past week. And a really good week of NCAA Division II men's basketball, led by none other than the number one team in the country, Colorado School of the Mines, who defeated Regis with authority Monday night, 84-52. Unfortunately, Colorado School of the Mines is paused until February 12th. It will be interesting to see what the voters do with the most recent postponement. Uh, do they keep Colorado School of the Mines at the top? Do they shuffle and put Northern State at the top? A case could be made for either decision. And would anyone really be surprised if Northwest Missouri State jumped back to the top spot? I assume as we go through this, you'll see the top five teams in no particular order will remain the top five teams come Tuesday afternoon's poll. Number two, Northern State is really, really good. I say that every week, but so good that Friday and Saturday, Northern State got back-to-back -back wins against the University of Mary on the road, improving the 12-0. Friday night, Northern State won 83-76. And then Saturday afternoon, in a close game down the stretch, Northern State playing without their stud forward, Parker Fox, who had fouled out with three minutes left. You know, other players stepped up for Northern State. 
This, to me, is what makes special teams and special seasons attainable. Teams and players embracing that next-man-up mentality. Mason Stark was special. Point guard finished with 24 points on Saturday. Tommy Chapman, who I really like, had 12 points on Saturday. And Jordan Belka had the offensive rebound of the game with 2 minutes and 15 seconds to go, helping Northern State secure the win, 70-59. Now, Northern State did not play particularly well. The ball stuck in the first half. They got out-rebounded, got beat to loose balls. Uh, But when it mattered on Saturday afternoon, Jordan Belka rebounded, Chapman made shots, Coleman made shots, and uh, Damanovich was great defensively. They have a really deep team, and they have really good players in their own individual roles. Of course, Mason Stark led the way. Northern State, really good. Number three team in the country, Northwest Missouri State, also a really good team took Missouri Southern and preseason All-American Cam Martin's best shot Tuesday night. They would pull away 84-74 Northwest Missouri State, riding the heels of 33 points from Ryan Hawkins, who has been absolutely outstanding over the last five weeks. He's averaging 22 points and nine rebounds per game. Diego Bernard had 20 points. Trevor Hudgens had 16 points, six assists. Cam Martin had a double-double for Missouri Southern, 30 points, 11 rebounds in the loss. And again, Northwest Missouri State, Saturday, got the victory 70-64 against a very good Missouri Western team who had been in the top 25 until last week. Once again, Northwest led by Ryan Hawkins, 18 points, 9 rebounds. Those teams play again tomorrow night. Northwest Missouri State, 14-1 and has won 9 in a row. Number four in the nation, the Lincoln Memorial University Rail Splitter squared off in the Bonafide Basketball Podcast game of the week on Wednesday night against the number 16 Queens University of Charlotte Royals. This game had it all. In the first half, Queens was really good offensively. They were super efficient. They were 44% from the field, 62% from three. I thought Queens got really good looks. They got shots. They limited their turnovers. And in doing so, they they were able to get back and sprint and transition defense and set their defense because in the half court, they used their length to stay in front of Lincoln's drivers. Lincoln Memorial looked out of sorts offensively. Turnovers, quick shots uh, on the defensive end, some miscommunications on some ball screen action. But the second half was a totally different story. Lincoln came out with greater focus, greater attention to detail. Offensively, the pace improved. The ball moved side to side. Guys made plays for one another. Defensively, Lincoln got stops, too. They were locked in, and you could tell there was a, a an improved focus in that second 20 minutes. Translated into a 54-point explosion for Lincoln Memorial to run away from Queens, 77-63. Lincoln Memorial now 13-1 in the South Atlantic Conference. Queens 8-3 in conference play. Neither team played on Saturday. I expect both teams to maintain a firm grasp on their top 25 positions tomorrow afternoon. Number five in the nation, West Texas A&M rolling after returning from pause. This week, West Texas A&M defeated Angelo State Thursday 102-81 and again Saturday 107-77. Zach Toussaint had a career performance on Saturday with six threes and a career-high 20 points, helping West Texas to the victory. The burst, the downhill driving ability of Quay Grant, who had 19 points and 14 rebounds, his 13th career double-double, and and Joel Murray, 19 points on Saturday. Like With those two handling the ball, driving the ball, Toussaint is a shooter. He provides space. He stretches the defense. 
if he is making perimeter shots, West Texas becomes that much more difficult to defend. West Texas A&M, 5-1 in the Lone Star Conference. Saturday afternoon, in the Great Midwest Athletic Conference, they served up a sweet top 25 matchup. Number six, Findlay University took on number 12, Hillsdale. The game set to determine first place in the league. It was a good one. But first, how do we get here? Finley defeated Lake Erie on Monday night, 72-62. Big plays in the second half from their experienced backcourt. Tommy Schmack, Nathan Bruns, Joey Edmonds, uh, forwards making plays. And then Tuesday, Hillsdale, number 12 in the country, went into double overtime with Cedarville University. Cedarville is the highest scoring offense in the GMAC, and it took Hillsdale to the limit. But with 30 points and eight rebounds from Patrick Cartier, Hillsdale escaped Cedarville 83 79 in double overtime. That set up Saturday's game, Findlay and Hillsdale to decide first place, and Hillsdale got the win Saturday, 82-71, splitting the season series over the six-ranked Oilers. Hillsdale got 27 points from Patrick Cartier. Forward Tavon Brown was really, really good for Hillsdale, 14 points, 10 rebounds, a double-double. The difference in this game proved to be the offensive and defensive impact of Hillsdale's bigs. Brown and Cartier were great on the interior, almost unstoppable. They shot a combined 13 of 16 from the painted area. Defensively, Hillsdale's length bothered Finley guards at the rim. I thought in this game, Hillsdale did a nice job of staying disciplined defensively. They stayed in their man-to-man defense. They forced Finley's guards to score over them, proved more difficult than changing defenses as they had in their first meeting. Finley's Tommy Schmack had 20 points and six assists. Forward Nathan Brunn scored 13 points for Finley, but the difference was Cartier and Brown for Hillsdale. The win puts Hillsdale at 13-1 and and alone at the top of the GMAC. Look for number six, Finley, and number 12, Hillsdale, to shuffle in the national polls tomorrow afternoon. Number seven, Truman State, came back to action this week and defeated University of Indianapolis on Thursday night, 79-67, behind a double-double from Elijah Hayescamp, who had 18 points and 15 rebounds to go along with Turner Scott's nine points and 12 assists. Truman State would then go on the road, defeating Lewis Saturday, 73-66. Cade McKnight led Truman with 18 points. Truman State now 12-1 at the top of the Great Lakes Valley Conference. I expect them to jump up in the poll after Findlay's loss this weekend. The eighth-ranked team in the country, Mercyhurst. They are still undefeated after beating Clarion Wednesday evening, 91-54. Micah McIntosh had a season-high 25 points, 4-4 from behind the arc to lead Mercyhurst. Number nine in the country out of the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, Colorado Mesa, got back-to-back wins Tuesday and Friday in RMAC play. Tuesday defeating Westminster 63-60 and Friday outlasting South Dakota Mines in double overtime to win 82-77. Mesa was led by Georgie Dancer Friday night, 18 points in the victory. Blaze Threat had 24 points off the bench. Mesa is now 13-1 overall. Number 10, Lubbock Christian from the loaded Lone Star Conference. This week, LCU completed back-to-back wins on back-to-back days against the University of Arkansas Fort Smith. Lubbock Christian remains unblemished, 12-0 after big games from Owen McKenzie, Ty Caswell, and leading scorer, Amert Muhammad, who made five free throws in the final minute Saturday to cap off a 19-point performance and secure the win. The number 11 team in the nation, 
Alabama-Huntsville returned from pause this week to sweep West Alabama. Saturday, Alabama-Huntsville knocked down 14 threes, winning 71-62. And prior on Friday night, uh, Huntsville defeated West Alabama 66-55 with a double-double from J.J. Kaplan, 17 points and 11 rebounds. Watching Kaplan in his third game back on Saturday, he gives Alabama Huntsville a different dimension. He's a shooting forward. He's capable of playing inside out. He can deck it both ways. He's a really nice complement to the guard group of Max Schulman, Sam Orff, and Seth Suave for Huntsville. So look for them to continue to improve as we go down into uh, February. Number 14 in the nation had huge statement wins this week. Texas A&M Kingsville knocked off number 25 St. Edwards twice this week. Thursday, Kingsville beat St. Ed's 86-83 behind a double-double from Jordan Wilson, 23 points, 10 rebounds. And on Saturday, with game-winning free throws from Creighton Avery, Kingsville was victorious 83-82. The Lone Star Conference is shaping up to be very interesting in the coming weeks, especially considering the 15th team in the country is Dallas Baptist. Also out of that enormously strong conference, they got back-to-back wins this week against Texas A&M Commerce. DBU was led by the improving forward, William Heather. I mentioned William Heather's game a couple of weeks back on the Bonafide Basketball Podcast. He had 19 points Saturday. He was a perfect night of nine from the field to lead Dallas Baptist. And Dallas Baptist is improving. They're figuring out how to win as teams do a better job defensively on freshman Ricky Lujan. Dallas Baptist playing inside out through Heather along with their guards, uh, you know, providing consistent contributions now. Chandler Jacobs, Jalen White, Carson Hughes really starting to elevate their play around William Heather and around Ricky Lujan. Dallas Baptist 12-2. and two. Out of the strong Mid-American Intercollegiate Athletic Association, number 17, Washburn continued to roll Thursday night, winning 88-77 over Roger State, bouncing back from a loss last weekend. Washburn was led by Jace Williams, double-double, 10 points, 10 rebounds, and point guard Tyler Guyman, 29 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists. He's been playing so well. Levi Braun had six threes and 18 points in the Washburn victory. After entering the polls two weeks ago, number 18, Lee University was bitten by the upset bug on Friday night, losing on the road to Shorter, 78-71. Lee would bounce back on Saturday, winning 65-52. Bayon Hendricks had 21 points on Saturday for Lee, who moved to 9-2 in the Gulf South Conference. I expect Lee to maintain their position anywhere 18-22-23 to in this week's polls. Valdosta State had a similar week in the Gulf South Conference. The number 20 team in the country was upset on Friday night by Montevallo, 97-93. Montevallo was 52% from the field, put six players in double figures on Friday night. But Valdosta would bounce back on Saturday, winning 79-73 with 17 points from Cam Hamilton off the bench. Valdosta, 10-4 in the Gulf South. Welcome to 2021, Stack. Number 19, St. Thomas Aquinas College played their first two games of the year this week and got big wins over Malloy and Mercy. Wednesday, Stack ran Malloy away, 92-76, with a huge 55-point second half. Then Saturday, Stack made 14 three-pointers and was led by Grant Singleton's 21 points to defeat Mercy, 119-77. Having a chance to watch these two games, 
If there's a team that plays with more pace for 94 feet offensively and defensively, I have yet to see it. The only comparable team when I watch stack is West Liberty. And and those teams, the styles appear to be familiar, but they're so different in terms of how they substitute, the patterns they use, the press they use, the discipline that both teams play with for that 94 feet offensively and defensively. It's really fun to watch. I really enjoy watching Stack. I obviously really enjoy watching West Liberty, the energy, the effort they play with. Uh, Really happy to have Stack back in uh, this season. And offensively and defensively, I think they are a team to keep an eye on. The number 21 team in the country, Fairmont State from the Mountain East, in a big game on Wednesday, they were defeated by University of Charleston, 85-70. Charleston is a very good basketball team. Uh, led by Eddie Colbert, Seth O'Neill, and Keith Williams. Charleston in the mix at the top of the Mountain East. But Fairmont would bounce back on Saturday, defeating West Virginia State, 82-76. Behind Seth Eukins' double-double, 14 points, 11 rebounds, and Dale Bonner's 24 points. Elsewhere in the Mountain East, trying to keep pace with Fairmont. Glenville State, who jumped into the top 25 last week, they were blown out by West Liberty, who fell out of the rankings. Yes, all the way out of the rankings from number nine. We're going to talk about that later in the episode. West Liberty defeated number 24, Glenville State, 117-85. Glenville would bounce back with a win Wednesday over Notre Dame, uh, but fall once again on Saturday to Alderson Broadus. Glenville State College now 6-2. And And finally out west, rounding out the top 25 recap, number 22, Sioux Falls, split with Wayne State College this weekend. That same upset bug making an appearance in the Northern Sun Intercollegiate Conference, winning uh, Friday and losing Saturday. Sioux Falls is now 6-2 and two on the year. And number 23, Northwest Nazarene, got a non-conference win on Friday night against Lewis and Clark College, 93-81, behind 27 points from Ezekiel Alley. Northwest was then postponed Saturday afternoon. There you have it. That's what happened across the NCAA Division II men's basketball top 25 this week. And we conclude today's episode with the six-man storylines, the bona fide basketball's six best performances and stories you may have missed from across NCAA Division II men's basketball this week. First, and most importantly, the NCAA announced they intend to move forward with Division II Winter Sport Championships. The men's basketball tournament will still be held in Evansville, Indiana, March 24th through the 27th. But the committee did realign the regions for the NCAA Division II National Tournament. Conferences were adjusted. For example, the Great Midwest Athletic Conference realigned into the Atlantic region. The Peach Belt Conference realigned into the South region. The Great American Conference and the Lone Star Conference now make up the South Central region. The SIAC realigned into the Southeast region. And the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference is now part of the West region. These are big changes going to impact seeding and participants throughout the NCAA tournament in March. The second storyline could also impact the seeding, could impact the participants. Preseason number five, Florida Southern announced the men's basketball team will compete and be playing as an independent this season. Florida Southern will face only Sunshine State Conference opponent. If all goes according to plan, Florida Southern will be eligible for the NCAA Division II championships. All of the Florida Southern 
games will be live streamed. So be sure to check out Florida Southern College uh, preseason number five. They will begin play February 15th. A lot happened in the Great American Conference this past week, and our third storyline takes us to the University of Arkansas Monticello, where Coach Kyle Tolan picked up his 100th win Saturday against Arkansas Tech. Arkansas Monticello is now 8-3 and three overall. Congrats, Coach Tolan. Staying in the Great American Conference, our fourth storyline starts two weeks ago when Oklahoma Baptist senior Harrison Stoddard passed the 1,000-point mark. Then Brantley Thompson would eclipse that same milestone, eclipsing 1,000 points earlier in the week. And on Saturday afternoon, Jaquan Sims, the third 1,000-point scorer on Oklahoma Baptist roster, filled up the stat sheet with 17 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds, and 2 steals to lead Oklahoma Baptist to their 7th straight win. They are 8-2 in the Great American Conference. Our fifth storyline, also out of the Great American Conference, big week in the Midwest, as Southern Arkansas's University's Devontae Brooks recorded 24 points and 13 rebounds, a double-double. That double-double this week set the Great American Conference record for career double-doubles. Brooks now has 25 total. Brooks also became the first player in Great American Conference history to register 30 games with 10-plus rebounds. Congrats on an outstanding career and outstanding performances this week, Devontae Brooks. And our sixth storyline, the final storyline of this Bonafide Basketball Podcast episode comes from last Tuesday's National Poll, in which West Liberty, after falling three straight times, fell from number nine completely out of the rankings. West Liberty lost three in a row, fell from number nine completely out of the rankings. West Liberty had been ranked for more than 149 weeks before they fell out of the top 25 very briefly in 2019. This is only the second time in the last 12 seasons West Liberty has fallen from the top 25. And the last time West Liberty lost three straight was more than a decade ago during the 2007-2008 season. I expect West Liberty back inside of the top 20 on Tuesday afternoon's updated poll. Thank you for listening to this week's Bonafide Basketball Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the Bonafide Basketball Podcast for our weekly episodes and interviews. Please share the Bonafide Basketball Podcast with your family, friends, anyone that has a genuine interest in NCAA Division II men's basketball. The Bonafide Basketball Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and anywhere you listen to your favorite episodes. You can follow the Bonafide Basketball Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn for the latest news, scores, insight, and analysis of NCAA Division II men's basketball.